Here's Elliott side by side down the back stretch. Chastain in turn one drives it in deep to the bottom. Problems along the front stretch. Kyle Larson gets sideways. He's young. He's informed. He's J.C. Fickenshire. And it's time now to raise the door on J.C.'s Garage. Welcome to J.C.'s Garage. I'm J.C. Fickenshire, joined by Doug Rice. Tyler Reddick wins Texas and adds on to the non-playoff drivers winning in the playoffs. And he does it in a dramatic race. It it was a couple, couple different guys were out front leading and... The tires were, I think, the biggest talking point. The the biggest thing that we can take away from Texas as if you ran, if you were in the lead and you ran around thirty five laps as full speed, that was about the point thirty five thirty ish to thirty five laps. They would go away. You'd blow a tire and you'd you'd rack it. It ended a a, a plethora of people's days. Uh, guys like Chase Elliott who. Didn't need a bad day. He, it's a good thing he won the regular season standings because he would be sitting pretty bad without it because he's now only four points to the good. But a dramatic race. I thought the racing itself was really good, but the tire, the the way the tires handled was just kind of hurt the race. I, I want to get your thoughts on it, Doug. The tire story, by the way, JC, nice to be on with you. The tire story for me was the story of the race more than anything else. You had to baby the tires. You had to take care of them. As you pointed out, a couple of people went out, tried to lead the race, and had problems. Chase Elliott among them. Uh, We also saw Christopher Bell crash out. Martin Truex Jr., one of the few times he's really looked like he was in contention to win. That was the number one story. I I don't want to throw down on Goodyear and say it was all their problems because I have a feeling that some of the teams got really aggressive with the tire setups and led to that problem. So when when you have 16 cautions, and that's a new record for Texas Motor Speedway, something else is going on besides just aggressive driving. And, And at the end of the day, the tire woes were the story of that race. Yeah, you... The thing that I thought was really upsetting about the race is the racing itself, if you take away the tire issues, I thought the racing was very good for Texas standards. I thought they were able to to go up there and pass the leaders. You could run down. You could race side by side. There were multiple different lines working. I thought that was amazing to see at Texas. And I think it, it helps because this car comes in and it, it, it did help Texas. We saw a little snippet from the all-star race, but again, it was a totally different scenario. The, uh, there was a lot in this race with a little bit of rain, a little bit of lightning, the tire problems, uh, mechanical problems. But if you're, if you're going in that race, I I think that it's, it's hard to, for a playoff driver to, to go into this round and have Texas as the sure shot that you really don't know what's going to happen, but it's not going to be as chaotic as Talladega and the Roval. And then you go into Texas and it's probably just as chaotic, if not more chaotic than what we might see at Talladega or the Roval later in this round. Um, it was, it was an interesting race, to, 
but I don't know. The I'm going to blame most of the tire problems on the pit crews. We have seen a little bit of it, of them having too little PSI and the tires are too much, and then the recommended numbers by Goodyear that Goodyear sends out to the teams. But it's it's going to be interesting going into this next round, seeing guys like Chase Elliott, who's only four points to the good, and Guys like Chase Briscoe and, and Austin Sindrick getting a little bit of a step up to this next round. Christopher Bell and Alex Bowman, two guys who were pretty solid in points before Texas, now both 30 points out. So going to be an interesting Talladega. Obviously going to be crazy. We have no clue who's going to win it. It's going to be a fun race, but... I don't know. It's it, it was a weird way to start out the second round in the playoffs. I don't feel like there's any way in Talladega, JC, as you know, is crazy that mm-hmm. they'll match 16 cautions. That they they yeah. just won't have that. Uh, I think they'd run out of cars. Yeah. If, they had <laughs> if we cautions. if we have 16 cautions at Talladega, there'll be two cars left to finish the race. So I, that's not going to happen. Uh, I think one of the other factors. That, that maybe has gotten lost a little bit in this was the extreme temperatures. I was in mm-hmm. Texas. The track temp was well above 125. The ambient air temperature was 100. And I just got to, I've got to think that was a factor, even with maybe the over-aggressive setups the crews had, that the environment that they were running in. I thought the race was okay by, by Texas standards. Uh, I felt like there was some good competition in spots. At the end of this thing, uh, Tyler Reddick just took it over and drove away. And good on him. And good on RCR for showing that they can race with a lame duck driver that, you know, I guess he's going to stick around next year. Uh, You know, by the fact that he's won two races now since it's announced he wouldn't be back, Richard Childress has got to be going like, okay, what do I do? I I don't – uh, that uh, that's another story to be told. Well, if I'm Richard Childress right now, I'm trying to get that third car in there so I can have Tyler Reddick race for me. Because, I mean, we've seen it. Ever since that first win at Road America, he has been very fast. And it do- doesn't really matter what style track it is. He's, he's always up front uh, in the top 10 and battling. And I think we got we to gotta realize that he was only three points away from making this round he missed it by three points and if he would have gotten in he'd be locked in for the round of eight so it's it's really impressive the season that he's been able to put together with the contracts uh getting in the way but i i think if you're richard childress you want tyler reddick driving your car for another year it says a lot about tyler and the kind of person he is it would be real easy to just bail on this and mail it in and obviously he hasn't done that uh, you mentioned Chase Elliott a little bit. I I still think Chase makes it out of this round. Uh, you got to survive Talladega. I think the smart play down there would be to just get through that race if you possibly can. Don't worry about winning it. Get you some points. Get you some stage points. And then when you come to Charlotte, you know, he should have a really good day on the Roval. He's not going to ca- yeah. have Kevin Harvick mm-hmm. gunning for him this year. <laughs> Yeah, I think if you're maybe Alex Bowman, who I don't really see Alex Bowman as one of the better road course drivers, so he's going to probably be, I don't know, would you be aggressive going into Talladega? He's probably going to try and make it out and be 
have a shot to win that race. It's kind of weird the way you you play that race because you just can't just be aggressive all day because you're going to be in, in a bad situation if you're aggressive. But I think Chase Elliott, even though he's only four points to the good, he's he's in a good spot knowing that that Roval is the last race in this round. He We know what he can do there. We know he's going to be super competitive there. And uh, I don't know. I think – Two rounds in a row that he starts off the first race with not necessarily a problem on his fault, but it's it's still a step back. If you're if you're the guy going into the to the round and you're on top and you have the most points and you're coming out right on the buffer, it's it's not something you want to see because you go into the round of eight. I don't think I think he can get away with it in these first two rounds what he's he's done wrecking in the first race and being right around the border but i think if, if he makes it in the round of eight and he he has one problem at the start of the race and it puts him on the buffer i think it's going to be his his season's going to be over well as you eliminate drivers the people that you're competing against are the best ones they're the best teams mm-hmm. and you know i'm 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 looking right now joe Logano seems to have found something uh, Ross Chastain is not, you know, I I think all this talk we had about Chastain being wrecked out every time he went on the track, I, just, that's, that, I don't see that coming to fruition. I really don't. Um, and if you're worried about wrecking Ross Chastain, then you're probably not taking care of business yourself. Chase yeah. should make it out, but there's, there's no guarantee on this because yeah. mentally his mind has got to be different now than it would have been. Even if he had just hung on and finished – 15th in texas but you know when you crash out and you're way back in the pack uh it i think talladega is gonna talladega is gonna be a big race for all these guys because all of them know they could go to talladega post a top 10 or they could go to talladega and finish 36th yeah and i think you got to look at it from the other perspective i mean joey Logano, who's now leading in points he's 30 points to the good he is good at talladega but again you can be good at a track like talladega or daytona or i guess you consider atlanta one of those as well but there's no guarantee that you finish that race and now that he has that 30 point buffer he can sit in the back of the pack at talladega just kind of ride around hope that he doesn't get into any wrecks and he finished that finishes that race he should be locked into the next round and the roval is a track that i don't see joey being amazing at but we obviously know joey's a, a pastime champion he can do anything at any of these tracks so there's there's one perspective, you got Chase Elliott down at the bottom, who he's good at the Roval, really good at the Roval. I'd say one of the best. You Probably the best, but we also got A.J. Allmendinger in there, who's done some good stuff at the Roval, so I don't know. But Joey Logano, he, he's gotten the first round. He didn't win Texas, but he ran up front all day. He was fast. He was competitive, and he's going to take these next two races he doesn't have to be aggressive he can just kind of ride around and as long as he finishes he should be fine going into the next round but you get closer to that buffer you got guys where Denny Hamlin is only eight points to the good so you got guys from Austin Cindric, Chase Briscoe, Chase Elliott, Daniel Suarez and Denny Hamlin all of their races could change all their seasons could change instantly at Talladega. JC I'm curious <laughs> What do you think about Ryan Blaney? We talk a lot about him. He's he's not leading a lot of the laps. I mean, he, I think, finished fifth at Texas. 
but we keep talking about that team because it's Team Penske and he does know how to win. He was fourth at Texas. Is is he somebody in your mind that we should be looking at since he's like plus fifteen to the good, or is he just a trendy pick? What what is that? Well, from where he has is right now, he is probably one of the most consistent drivers this year, if not the most consistent. He hasn't led a ton of laps. He hasn't ran up front all the time, but he has finished more races than almost everybody in the season, and he's just consistently solid. He's not always great, but he's one of those guys who – He's he's gonna be solid no matter where you go. Talladega, he could. We know he's good at Talladega. He's won twice there. And Roval, he snuck one out. So, I I could see him winning a race, but I could also see him making it to the championship four without a win. It's it's gonna be one of those seasons for him. I think of last year, like um, you have guys who who don't really make it far last year without getting a win, but this year it's. It's a lot more doable with how Rosh Hussain drives. You take away the two wins, he's still solid, very consistent. He hasn't led a ton of laps since the uh, two wins, but he's always fighting for the top 10, fighting for a top five. And I think we could see a see uh, from Ryan Blaney, I think we could see a season like, uh, like one that he just kind of sneaks his way up there and, and makes a name for himself at the end. I. I think there's a good shot that Blaney could be in the final four. That wouldn't shock me at all. But once you get to Phoenix, at least up until now, you've had to go there and win that race to be the champion. It, it, it Because everybody gets out of they, – they don't say it, but nobody pushes the final four people around at that race because nobody wants to be the driver that took somebody out of their chance to win the title. So I, I I like Blaney maybe to be in the Final Four. I don't know, unless they find some more speed, that he can win the championship. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see him get a win here soon, uh, just to just to sh- prove that he can win. It's, it's hard to say. Like, you look at all these guys in the round of 12, I'd only put maybe two or four of them who I would say can't make it to the final four and can't win the championship. Ryan Bellini is one of those guys who's, I definitely think can make it there. And it's just, I don't know, like he could have a season like I'd say Daniel Hemmerk had last year in the Xfinity season. He's always there. He's consistent, but he never wins. And he, if he gets to that, to that final four, who knows what happens? We saw Daniel Hemmerk last Year he he had zero races won in any NASCAR cups any NASCAR series and made it to the championship four and got his first career win won a championship so I don't know Ryan Blaney he's he's very consistent but I think consistency you're gonna need a little bit more than that to to make it all the way. I'm curious about your take on once again we leave a racetrack and Denny Hamlin's mad at somebody. You know, earlier this year it was uh, <laughs> it was Ross Chastain, and I think there was somebody else before that. And of mm-hmm. course, you know, now he's upset with William Byron. Yeah, I I love the way how William Byron reacted to it. We we've seen William Byron be able to you you're able to push him around a little bit. The the I know the move he made was not a good move. He under caution, you spin a guy out. Um, 
I want to say that William Byron knew it was under caution or because there was a clip of uh, inside the camera. You could hear the engine audio. He, when the caution lights came off, he kind of lifted. He got to the back bumper of Denny Hamlin, and then you could hear him throttle up a little bit. So I, I definitely think it was on purpose, but William Byron making an enemy with him. He's third in the standings. He's 17 points to the good. He has had... I would say as well as him with Ryan Blady, he's having a career year um, and and the best year that he's had. He's leading Hendrick drivers, if you look at it, points-wise, not with wins, but in the playoff standings, he's leading all Hendrick drivers. I think Denny Hamlin making enemies is not good for him to advance. But if you go outside of the playoffs, if he misses the playoffs and you're William Byron or Ross Chastain, I'd be nervous when you're around the 11 car. That's a very good point. I hadn't thought of it that way. That's absolutely a very valid point that if he gets bumped out and if he, and if he doesn't make the cut, he can very much look back at when William Byron spun him down through the grass and he went from maybe winning or finishing second at Texas to having to hang on and finish 10th. And that might be the big difference. And uh, I mean, there's no doubt that, Byron hit him on purpose. I do not think he intentionally sent him spinning down through the grass and wanted to do that. I just think he wanted to let him know, hey, I don't like the way you raced me, and and I and I'm not sure how NASCAR missed that by saying, hey, we missed it when the, before they came back to the green. There were nine laps under caution there. They some somebody should have seen that. Yeah, it was it was an interesting little sequence that happened be, between him because Denny Hamlin made a move early on William Byron and how it all escalated. Uh, Denny Hamlin was on the inside. He nudged William Byron. William Byron got into the wall. And the, the hit that William Byron took on the wall wasn't a hard one, but it's one that we've seen broken toe links on this card and broken parts to the to the suspension and the drive and the uh, – and and it's just a it's a weird hit. It's not hard, but it could it could kill his whole day. So I think that's why William Byron was so aggressive to get back at Denny Hamlin, uh, because if it if it broke a toe link or if it broke part of the rear suspension, it could have ended William Byron's day, and he could be looking on the outside looking in. So I it's. It's going to be interesting. We'll probably see a little bit more of them through the rest of the playoffs. Every time uh, two drivers seem to have a little bit of beef, they're always close to each other on the track. So I'm interested to see that. But as we go on to Talladega, it's going to be a very hard-to-predict race. We, we, we've seen multiple super speedway races now, but – um playoffs are on and and still new to this car i think it's going to be a very exciting race but do you have any do you have a guy who you think can go out there and win well i mean i want to look at william byron he ran he won at atlanta this year and that's that's kind of a not a restrictor plate but it's a pack racing track so Mm -hmm. I, i think he can be a factor and you pointed out that blaney has won twice at talladega i don't know how much winning there with this with that old car is compared to this one and uh, we got to go back and look at the daytona 500 this year austin Cindric won the thing uh i wouldn't i wouldn't take him out of the equation and he's minus 11 and a win would move him on yeah i know the uh the draft in this car is a lot 
different than the other car. The, it's from with the rear diffuser cleaning up the air a little bit. The runs are stronger. Uh, it's just different. Everything happens a little bit different than how it used to. But a guy who he won a race, a range shortened race at Daytona once, and he's done pretty well on super speedway races in the Xfinity series and has a third place finish at Texas. I think Justin Haley is, is a guy wow. who can come out of Talladega with the win. I, I think he could be one of those underdog guys. I'd, I'd also point out guys like Corey LaJoy or, uh, well, I guess I would say Eric Jones is a kind of underdog or Bubba Wallace, but from the speed they've put up in the last couple of weeks, they're, they're not really underdogs anymore, but I'd, I'd look out for Corey LaJoy and guys like Justin Haley. This is really their last chance to, to, to win a race in the season. They can always do it, but this is a good one that they can get. I think they're going to be aggressive for it. JC, thanks for having me on. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for uh, listening to this podcast. Make sure to tune into that Talladega race, and thanks for stopping by The Garage.